Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 107, verses 1 through 3 and 33 through 43. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for she is good, for her steadfast love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, those she redeemed from trouble and gathered in from the lands, from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. She turns rivers into a desert, springs of water into thirsty ground, a fruitful land into a salty waste, because of the wickedness of its inhabitants. She turns a desert into pools of water, a parched land into springs of water, and there she lets the hungry live, and they establish a town to live in. They sow fields and plant vineyards and get a fruitful yield. By her blessing they multiply greatly, but she does not let their cattle decrease. When they are diminished and brought low, through oppression, trouble, and sorrow, she pours contempt on princes and makes them wander in trackless wastes. But she raises up the needy out of distress, and makes their families like flocks. The upright see it and are glad, and all wickedness stops its mouth. Let those who are wise give heed to these words, and consider the steadfast love of the Lord. Deuteronomy chapter 8 This entire commandment that I command you today, you must diligently observe, so that you may live and increase and go in and occupy the land that the Lord has promised on oath to your ancestors. Remember the long way that the Lord your God has led you these forty years in the wilderness, in order to humble you, testing you to know what was in your heart, whether or not you would keep his commandments. He humbled you by letting you hunger, then by feeding you with manna, with which neither you nor your ancestors were acquainted, in order to make you understand that that one does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. The clothes on your back did not wear out, and your feet did not swell these forty years. Know then in your heart that a parent disciplines a child, so the Lord your God disciplines you. Therefore keep the commandments of the Lord your God by taking in his ways and by fearing him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land with flowing streams, with springs and underground waters welling up in valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley, of vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive trees and honey, a land where you may eat bread without scarcity, where you will lack nothing, a land whose stones are iron and from whose hills you may mine copper. You shall eat your fill and bless the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. Take care that you do not forget the Lord your God by failing to keep his commandments, his ordinances, and his statutes, which I am commanding you today. When you have eaten your fill and built fine houses and live in them, and when your herds and flocks have multiplied, and your silver and gold is multiplied, and all that you have is multiplied, then do not exalt yourself, forgetting the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery, who led you through the great and terrible wilderness, an arid wasteland with poisonous snakes and scorpions. He made water flow for you from flint rock, and fed you in the wilderness with manna that your ancestors did not know, to humble you and to test you, and in the end do you good. Do not say to yourself, My power and the might of my own hand have gotten me this wealth. But remember the Lord your God, 
for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, so that he may confirm his covenant that he swore to your ancestors, as he is doing today. If you do forget the Lord your God and forget other gods and serve and worship them, I solemnly warn you today that you shall surely perish. Like the nations that the Lord is destroying before you, so shall you perish, because you would not obey the voice of the Lord your God. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 27 through 31. Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. And God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then deeds of power, then gifts of healing, forms of assistance, forms of leadership, various kinds of tongues. Are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers? Do all work miracles? Do all possess gifts of healing? Do all speak in tongues? Do all interpret? But strive for the greater gifts, and I will show you a more excellent way. Good morning, and welcome to the ninth Tuesday after Pentecost. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Walkersville, Maryland. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 107, Deuteronomy 8, and 1 Corinthians 12. Um, and Deuteronomy always gets me because Deuteronomy is this book that um, didn't exist in the canon for a while, um, the Hebrew canon, um, which took shape a little differently than the Christian New Testament. Um, but Deuteronomy, according to the Bible, um, it was found in the temple by King Josiah after the kingdom divided. And it retells a lot of the story from I think from the Exodus, it picks up from Exodus and goes through a lot of stuff. And so it rehashes a bunch of the stories from Exodus and um, tells them from a slightly different perspective, um, not necessarily to contradict, but to like give an additional component of the stories, just like they're four Gospels and you get four different perspectives and accounts. Um, and... Uh, I'm I'm just more familiar with Exodus. I think it's just more like written into Christian culture, you know, and, and the lectionary and stuff. But Deuteronomy, because it was probably compiled and written later and found later, um, it it kind of takes into account some of the things that people haven't quite been picking up on, right? So let you know, Genesis, Exodus are, are written or are being written. And, you know, the people kind of know what's going into them. And uh, Deuteronomy comes along, the Deuteronomist, and they kind of highlight things to make it abundantly clear what was supposed to have been taken from some of the earlier writings. So Exodus, it's, it's not always, or it's not as top of mind for the book of Exodus and, and its writers and editors um, that the Exodus was to humble the Israelites. It talks about you know it being kind of like a curse, which actually evokes the curse of Cain. Um, you know they were shown the land. Uh, Ten of the twelve spies were scared shitless, and then um, so they didn't they didn't go into the land, and then they wandered for forty years instead. And in Exodus, it talks about like. I can't remember if it uses the word curse, um, but it it gives one perspective and it leaves certain things kind of unspoken. 
So Deuteronomy comes along and says, oh, okay, so this this time here, that was for testing. That was for being humbled. Um, and also, like it says explicitly, um, do not take these things as though you got them uh, on your own. My power and might of my own hand have gotten me this wealth. So it takes these lessons that are implied in Exodus or, and or Genesis and makes them explicit. God is doing this to humble you, to test you, and to make sure to, to reinstill in you the idea, the fact that you aren't doing this by your own power. Don't think that you can accomplish anything by yourself. Um, and that's why Paul later kind of picks up on, you know, um, you know the the law is this, and grace is you know, you, know, you can't do anything to earn it, et cetera, et cetera. It comes from the same um, you know, kind of strand, narrative strand or thread. Um, and uh, so Deuteronomy is this kind of it's like a fifth, it's like an opposing thumb, it's still part of your hand. But it kind of stands out, and it kind of transcends, uh, you know, the five, the five uh, first books of the Hebrew scriptures called the, the Pentateuch, um, which is the Greek name for the first five books of the of the Bible. Um, it stands out like there's, it, you know, it doesn't cover over easily. Like the Gospels all, more or less, with the exception of Mark, more or less go from Jesus's birth to just after his ascension. Um, they all kind of map into, you know, within a couple of years, basically. But Deuteronomy goes from the Exodus, goes through, you know, kind of covers over a bunch of stuff as opposed to um, just doing, or Genesis and Exodus, and instead of just doing like, you're filling in one little gap, like Joshua is very literally goes from the end of the Exodus to the beginning of the period of Judges, right? It's kind of set in stone. Uh, Deuteronomy has a more wide-ranging interest and again takes certain things that the people were supposed to be learning and makes them very explicit um you know it's it's almost like um uh, i don't know maybe like pldc or something i never took pldc primary leadership development course where it's not boot camp but you're you know you're being trained to be an nco and you stay in barracks and you do all these things that feel kind of like boot camp or or if you're if you're an E4, um, you know, you're going back to the barracks, maybe if you lived off post or something. So it's this kind of retraining, re-education, if we took away all the, the communist um, <laughs> uh, connotations about being put in a camp and being retrained. Um, and the point that Deuteronomy consistently points out, particularly in this passage, um, is humility, is don't get such a big ego thinking that you can do all this stuff, right? I'm in control. I'm in charge. If you want these things, the pomegranates, olives, honey, wheat and barley, if you want these things, all you have to do is let go. All you have to do is do what I tell you when I tell you. Stop trying to accomplish something on your own. Stop trying to grasp at power uh, or godlike status and just let go. Just be my people, be the kind of uh, community that I'm uh, trying to to help you become in the Exodus. You know, when you have the little training wheels on and, and God is there kind of walking you through everything with manna and with water from the rock, 
Stop grasping at, at rank, at privilege, at status. It's okay to be a grunt. Um, that you know, It's perfectly acceptable to never get a, a single promotion in your life. And that's, it's really hard to grasp for, for a lot of Americans uh, in particular. We want the next best thing. We want the grass that we think is greener on the other side. We're always competing with the Joneses. And uh, one of the fundamental kind of lessons of the Bible as a whole is stop trying to compete, you know, work together, don't you know, aspire to anything more than what you can really actually uh, expect to, to gain, which is not very much. Um, the Bible is about reminding us that we are basically helpless without God. Um, and that can, be, that can feel like good, bad news because we like to be in control. But if we sit back and think it's the good news is that we don't have to spin our wheels trying to get everything. We don't have to you know, chase rank or you know, try and prove ourselves on the field of battle. Um, God literally says, look, kick back work on your garden, and relax. Um, and I will take care of everything else. If you want all this stuff, all you have to do is let go of it. A prayer for the good use of leisure from the Book of Common Prayer. O oh God, in the course of this busy life, give us times of refreshment and peace, and grant that we may so use our leisure to rebuild our bodies and renew our minds, that our spirits may be opened to the goodness of your creation. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with pewpewhq in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.